I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss her with all my heart. But she is an offspring of what you see in this room right now. There's greatness in this room. Young folks, you won't understand everything. But you'll remember this day. You come from a blessed seed. If we're going to honor my aunt's life, I'm asking everybody under the sound of my voice. From this day forth, walk like she did. She didn't take nothing for granted. She didn't take no wooden nickels. She told you how she felt. But she loved you with all her heart. My mama is the last surviving see of those siblings. She's all we got left now. All of my cousins. I remember all of your mamas. You look like Uncle Calvin. You look like Aunt Louise. Eloise and look at Trisha. I see all of y'all, and then y'all look at me, and y'all say, you see, grand, grand. It's from generation to generation. Let's not let death bring us together anymore. Let's continue to build this legacy. I love y'all, and please forgive me, St. Paul. Let everybody give God praise. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Reverend Ernest James Black has said a lot. Boy, you said a lot. You almost said so much, me and Tasha was debating it whether we were going to talk or not. <laughs> For real, though. But um, I was asked to speak about my aunt, but... Um, I can't speak about her without thinking about all of my family, all of my aunts, all of my uncles. I can't only speak on one, and I also have a memory. I remember the good times. I remember the survivals. We amongst, we were raised by a bunch of warriors. <laughs> I mean warriors. Most of us, we sat in here with nail pen in our pockets. Not a one. But every time you turn around, you see the family member in our face. <laughs> yeah, we see the family member in our face. So, me coming up in this family wasn't no rich family, wasn't no poor family. It was a family. We, didn't, we weren't raised on what we had. We were raised on what we can do together. And that's what we need back in this family. We need that togetherness. <laughs> I can't remember, man, hardly any times coming up in my life that 
we wasn't at family functions together. We running around doing what we want to do, listening to that Al Green. <laughs> All the old time artists, good songs. For the good times. <laughs> Man, that's the way we came up. My aunt coming through there with her little class itself. All the women we had, ooh, ooh, beautiful women that had a lot of class. And Lord have mercy, the apple didn't fall from, from the tree either, boy, because uh, all of y'all are beautiful. All of y'all are beautiful. All of y'all are beautiful. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, man? I see you back there, boy. Love you. But you know what? That's what this family was raised on. It was raised on love. Not for only one another, but for love of anybody that chose to want to be around the family, hang around the family. We didn't leave them out. We showed them love too. That's what this family taught me, how to love, how to give. And that I will carry with me to the day that I die. Aunt Ernest Teen got tired. She had went through a lot. But then she seen a lot. And everything that she seen finally gave her the strength to lay it down. And that was the epitome of job well done. I love y'all. And the next time that I give a speech, it won't be at a funeral. The speech that'll be given will be given when all of us are together, having fun, doing a little drinking. We ain't gonna get kicked out of nowhere no more on thing, you know, cause unearnest team kicked us out, Tasha kicked us out. <laughs> we be no harm. We were just doing what we know how to do it. That's be a family and have fun. But y'all know what? We are blessed. <laughs> Beyond blessed. Beyond blessed. I look at us. I look what we started at. I look where we come from. Yeah, he said it right. We were sleeping from house to house, but it was all right. It wasn't talked about. It wasn't mentioned. It was being family. It was being family. And on that note, I'm going to tell y'all one more time. I love y'all, and God do too. All right.
everyone. So when Jerry called and asked me to speak, I've just been praying ever since then. So I didn't want to say the wrong things and want to make sure I said the right things. And I talked to Mama. She was like, just do it. Tell stories about Auntie. We've been scuffering around all week, but I still didn't think we were doing all that to be here. What I thought we were doing, I don't know. But this was just not my reality, that my auntie was gone. When COVID first came, I didn't want, I called on my old people. I didn't want none of my old people in the store. I went shopping for them, and auntie wanted to go to the store, though. And boy, we going through those little scraps of canned goods that was left, and you couldn't get nothing that had salt in it. Every can good, everything she bought was no salt. I said, well, auntie, this one like 30% less salt. That ain't what I want. I want no salt. So I did a, a online order for her because I don't know if y'all know this. Auntie did not put her credit card on the World Wide Web. She did not. If she had to order something, she went and got a prepaid card. She was scared of the hackers. So I was new to online ordering. I didn't know you could hit that little indicator that said no substitutes. Everything they sent was wrong. Auntie said, come and get it. This ain't what I wanted. I said, well, Auntie, is your lease going to keep the pack of chicken? She said, no, that's not the one I wanted. So I went and got everything. Because she didn't want it. It wasn't what she wanted. And Lord knows she was persistent about what she wanted. She was persistent. I was doing auntie's hair and twisting it and rolling it and I'm spraying it down. She looked at me. She said, let me just tell you. When I get home, I sprayed my hair down with a lot of body setting lotion. I said, well, what you think I've been using on you all this time? I've been using a lot of body, and she just fell out laughing. Well, i just been putting the same thing on my hair that you've been putting in there. I said, all you had to do was ask, and I would have told you what I've been using on your hair. But auntie, she just, I just can't believe it. I could keep going on and on with stories of auntie. I'm going to say two more. <laughs> when, I, when she went to the hospital this last time, she was sitting in the bed, and the medication had her dozing off and on. And she woke up and looked around. The nurse's station was over there, and she looked. And I took my laptop, and I'm sitting there working. She looked over at me. I said, I'm still here. And I ain't going nowhere, so just lay your butt back down. Because she couldn't get up. She had to stay bed bound because they didn't want her blood pressure was up and so on and so forth, but they want her to stay down. But she looked over at me like, what you still doing here? Like, I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying right here. And I stayed there until Jerry got there. But, Mama, I'm going to have to elect you for this task. Because I'd be sitting there talking to Auntie, and Tony would just be looking at it. I'd be like, she's still talking. 
She's still talking. She's like, okay, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. But let me tell you one more thing. And she keep on talking. But we knew she was done when she said, okay, I'm going to let you go. All right. Night, night. And I need somebody to call me and tell me night, night. Because that's what my auntie did. And nobody else did that. But we knew when she said night, night, she was finally done talking. Love you, family. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for these family members that have come forward? It's not easy what they've done, but we thank you for uh, not just painting a picture, but you've given your family some life lessons. You've given them some things to hang on to, um, Mr. Ernest Black and Mr. Rodney Black and Natasha. You've given your family something to hold on to as they go into these weeks to come. So God bless you and, and thank you for your sharing. Thank you so, so much. And for some of us, it's reminded us about family. So we thank you for that. We want to acknowledge on behalf of the family everything that you have done during their time of sorrow and need. They will thank you in a more uh, tangible way at some point later on. But in the meantime, they want you to know today that they appreciate every phone call, every text, every waiting moment, everything that you did for them during this time. Thank you so, so very much. It meant so very much to them. Now in the days to come, they're going to need you even more than they need you today. So can you make an agreement with yourself and with those around you, family, that you're going to stick together? You've been given a mandate by the Black Brothers and Miss Natasha. You've been given a mandate of what to do. So make a promise to each other that you'll stick together, that you'll stay together, and that you'll love on each other because they're going to need you. Son is going to need you. He's going to need you. So take care, family. Take care of them as you move on through this day, through this week, and through this month, and through this summer. Amen? Can you agree with me you'll do that? Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. God bless you. We will now have a, another selection by Miss Naomi So Worthy. Miss Naomi So Worthy. And after her selection, we will have our eulogy by Reverend Dr. Monica Redmond. God bless you.
Brenda Richardson, come on, let's thank the Lord for her and how God has used her during this hour and keep those hands together for Scott Gibson on the piano. I call him Schroeder. He can play just about anything and Mrs. Naomi Worthy. Let's give God, I mean the gift of Mrs. Naomi Worthy. We thank God for her and 
Please help me thank God for our pastor in his absence. Would you help me thank the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott, our leader here at the St. Paul Church. We thank God for him, for our ushers who are in the building. Thank God for you all. And I want you to know that I am grateful, grateful, grateful for each and every one of you today for allowing me to have this opportunity today. Thank you to this wonderful son and to his beautiful wife, to all of the family, to God we give the glory for you. And we know that you're going to need our prayers in the days and in the weeks to come. And I want you to know that we will continue to pray for you. Won't we? Won't we continue to pray for them? Even when you don't see us, just know that we are praying for you. And um, and we know some people try to put a time frame on grieving. But there's no time frame on grieving. You understand that? There's no time frame. I don't care if it's this time next year. Whenever you think about mom, tear may come down your face. That's okay. It's going to be okay. Because I believe that God understands. (laughs) Don't let anybody tell you that there's a time frame. God understands. He's right there by your side and he's going to be by your side each and every step of the way. And I know that some people, they probably try to figure out, well, how do you know? Well, I don't know, but I know God. I, I, I have a relationship with God. And when you have a relationship with God, God will speak to you. God will speak to you. God will show you. God will speak into your heart and let you know that it's okay. (laughs) And what I love about God is that we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to cross every T, dot every I, every time. God is a forgiving God. And he helps us along the way. Anybody else in here know that God is a forgiving God? Oh, come on. Come on. I need the people, the real people. The people say, you know, I messed up. (laughs) I did the wrong thing. I said the wrong thing. And I've gone the wrong places. But God is a forgiver. He forgave me. And and didn't just give me a second chance. He gave me another chance. He's not the God of a second chance. Because we've messed up more than two times. He's the God of another chance. I'm thankful today that I serve a God of another chance. Oh my God, I think I preached already. We need to be encouraged with that. That we serve a God of another chance. He'll pick you up. He'll brush you off. He'll say, come on, you can do it. Come on, you got another chance to get right what you got wrong on yesterday. To God, we give the glory for the God of another chance. Let me pray, Father. We love you and we thank you. We ask now, Father, that as we stand and preach your word, that you give us power and anointing. God, I can't preach unless you preach through me. Let the words of my mouth the meditation of my heart be acceptable into your sight. My Lord, my strength 
and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. There's an interesting word that is found in Ecclesiastes. Very familiar passage of scripture that I want to read. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning there at the first verse. And it reads like this. It says, to everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate a time of war, and a time of peace. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word. For just a few moments, and I really am going to take just a few moments because we've got to get to um, the cemetery, Um, but I want to preach by asking this question. What time is it? What time is it? I want that question to kind of settle with you. And I want just to ask it one more time. What time is it? It is interesting that several thousand years ago, Solomon penned these words. And I believe these words are appropriate for today. It says, for everything there is a season, a time to be born and a time to die. In an instant, in one short sentence, the author has expressed just how fragile life is. If you think about it, life really is fragile. There's a time to be born and a time to die, he writes. It may be that the most important question we can answer today is what time is it? We know that we are creatures of time by the way we set our clocks and by the way we set our watches so that we will know what minute it is, what hour it is. We have schedules and we have appointments set by dates on a calendar. We know larger amounts of time by measuring the months and by measuring the years. But you know what? We also know the seasons of spring, summer, fall, and winter. 
But perhaps time, I believe, should be measured in more than hours. It should be measured more than by days and by years. Our obituary today for our dear sister, Ernestine Johnson, has already mentioned some dates for us today. The obituary mentions the date Sister Ernestine Johnson was born. It mentioned as well the date she died. And so we know that according to the obituary, she lived 78 short years. So we have a measurement of time here. And some of us are sitting here today thinking that she lived a full, long life. While others are thinking that her life was cut short. But isn't life more than a measurement of years? Isn't it more than a measurement of all the accomplishments of our dear sister? Perhaps our lives should be measured by the relationships that we have with one another. I know because I heard my brothers and my sister talk about family. And I know that you all have a bond and you have a relationship with one another. You are family. You are friends. Some of you are co-workers. You are even church family. And you have come here today to say goodbye to someone you knew. And I want to say to you that that is important. And I commend you for being here today. But let me ask you this one more time. What time is it? Whew. What time is it? The writer of Ecclesiastes has said there's a time and a season for every event under heaven. There's a time to weep and a time to mourn. And I would say for you who are family and friends that today is a day of mourning. You have lost a loved one, and I know that it hurts. I know what it feels like. I know because my father passed away two years ago, right about this time. So I know that it's going to hurt today, and it's going to hurt tomorrow, and it's going to hurt in the days and in the weeks to come. So what I want to say to you today is don't deny your feelings. Don't deny the hurt. And don't you let anybody make you deny your hurt. Because I know how folk try to do, oh, you ought not be crying about that right now. When the devil is alive, I can cry when I want to cry. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? You cannot put a time frame on mourning. You cannot do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You have lost a loved one and it hurts. Please don't deny how you feel. Because I want you to grieve as long as you need to grieve. And I want you to grieve in, in its fullness. Because when you grieve healing takes place. See, what I'm trying to say to you is that you're not going to cry every day. 
You're not going to cry every week. I want to say to you that the days are going to get easier. The weeks are going to get easier. But you've got to allow the healing process to work. You know what I'm talking about? So don't let anybody try to tell you how long you have to grieve. You have lost a loved one and it hurts. You've got to go through the process of mourning. You are mourning the loss of your mama. You're mourning the loss of your grandmama. You're mourning the loss of your sister, your auntie. You're mourning the loss of your friend. Mourn your loss. Because I want to tell you that it's okay. It's okay to mourn. Don't let anybody tell you how to grieve. But not only is today the day to mourn, but today is also a time of remembering. So we mourn, but we also remember. I have often told people that funerals are bittersweet because they are. They are bitter because you have lost a loved one. They are sweet. Because you have so many memories that you can share. I love to hear all of the memories that you shared today. I'm thankful that God has made us all with the capacity to remember. Aren't you glad about that? That you can remember the good times, but you can also remember the bad times. You know that every day hadn't been Sunday in your life. And if Sister Ernestine was here, she would say it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been easy breezy. But I believe that if Sister Ernestine was here, she would say that God got her through every day. It hasn't been easy, but that's all right. Because I put my trust in a God who will see me through. Oh, come on here, somebody. You know that God will see you through. If you put your trust, you put your faith in God, God will wake you up in the middle of the night. God will wake you up in the morning. God will wake you up and let you know that everything is going to be all right. Every day ain't Sunday, but every day God is with you. That's a good day. You ought to put your hands together for that in here. I say every day God is with you. That's a good day. Every day he wakes you up. That's a good day. He starts you on your way. That's a good day. And you ought to give him thanks for that. I don't know about anybody else. But I'm thankful to God that he has given me the capacity to remember the good times. So today, I want you to think of all the good times. I want you to think of all the funny times. I want you to think of all the experiences you have shared. But you know what? I also want you to think of the bad times as well. Come on and let's be honest. Every day hasn't been good. Every day hasn't been a sunshiny day. But sisters and brothers, sister, sister Ernestine was here. She would say, hold your head up because God is going to get you through today. Aren't you glad about that? Come on and put your hands together for that because God is going to get you through. Allow your mind to remember, to remember those cookouts, 
to remember those dinners that the family has had together. I want you to remember because God has given you the capacity to remember. But you know what? Today is also a day of comfort. Oh, God. It's a day of comfort because Jesus said this. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said that I go to prepare a place for you. And I will return to take you with me, but you got to believe in me. Oh, that's what I love about our God. He said, listen, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm always with you. He said, but one day I'm coming back to take you to where I am. He said, so I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I prepare it, I'm coming back to take you with me. If you believe in me, even in the midst of death, if you believe in Jesus Christ, my brothers and my sisters, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh my God, your friends may leave you. Your enemies may forsake you. But I came today because I want to encourage somebody by letting them know that God is always on your side. I came to encourage you because I wanted you to know that Jesus is always by your side. He's always with you. But all you've got to do is trust him. And believe in him. Hallelujah. You got to believe in him. Isn't that encouraging news? He who faced death himself and conquered death will never leave us. That's the kind of person I want to be on my side. Look, he died, but he didn't stay dead. (laughs) He got victory over death. And I came to tell somebody that if Jesus Christ could get victory over death, then think of all the things that he can get victory over for us. Oh, hallelujah. I know that there are hard days and I know that there are days that you don't even want to talk about. But listen, if you have God on your side, if you have God on your side, You'll understand that God will never leave you. Hey, I know that this is a little Easter message, and that's good. I want this to be an Easter message because I want to remind you that the tomb where they laid Jesus is empty. Oh, come on here. Did you stay? Hear me when I said it. The tomb where they laid him is now empty. There's no one there. <laughs> There's nobody there. You know why? Because he got up. And when he got up, he got up with all power in his hands. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? See, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. Because God allowed Jesus to get up with all power in his hands. And because he's got the power in his hands. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, he said, bring it to me because I can handle it. Isn't that some good news? And even at this moment, even as you're grieving, God says, I'm going to comfort you in the days and in the weeks to come. And so as I close today, 
I want to ask this one more time. What time is it? <laughs> what time is it? It's a time of grieving, but it's also a time of remembering. And then it's a time of comfort if you trust in the name of Jesus. Come on and put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. What time is it? What time is it? It's the time where we accept Jesus Christ into our hearts and we trust him and we let everybody know whose side we're on. Amen. Are you on the Lord's side? Oh, come on. If you're on the Lord's side, you ought to give him some praise in here. Come on. If you're on the Lord's side. Oh, if you're grateful and you're thankful for God getting you through some hard times and some hard places. Oh God, the funeral directors are going to come now. But I want to say to you that as long as you remember that God is right by your side, he's there through the morning. He's there when you're remembering the good times and the bad times, but he's also there to comfort you. Amen. Amen. Bow your heads for just a few moments. Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray and we thank you. Father, I pray that the word that we have, pre we have preached today will be a blessing to this family and to the friends who have come here today. God, as we leave this place and go over to the cemetery, God, we pray for traveling mercies and we pray, oh God, that when we arrive, that we will find that all is well. Amen. To God we give the glory. I'm going to ask everyone except for the family to please stand. We are going to, I'm going to ask first of all, for individuals to be flower bearers, if you can help us out with that. We need some flower bearers to come. And, and probably just, oh, I'm sorry. The, the ushers are going to do that. I love them. The ushers got that. And I need some gentlemen who will be casket bearers. If you will come and help us. We need at least about six of you strong brothers to come on. Come on. Yeah, the strong brothers. Y'all, come on. Come on. To God we give the glory. To God we give the glory. We're making our way to York Memorial Park. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. If you want to know where well. 
Be gone. 